From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 485, and today's show is brought to you by Hollo and Estabrook at Acatron. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Mike Hurley, how are you? I'm good, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this episode. Oh, yeah? I mean, I'm excited about all of our episodes, but like, like I'm particularly excited about our first topic. It's one of the things that gets me up in the morning, but that I forget for 11 months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. In the past, in past episodes, y'all have heard us discuss, a, discuss, is that a word? Discuss a project, or I don't even know how you describe what OKB48 is. Yeah. But we have talked about it in the past, and in short, it is a Japanese website that annually has their readers and followers vote on the best ballpoint pens in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So it's called the OKB48 General Election. And we've always talked about the results when they come in. Hey, let's go through the results. Let's see what what pens were the top vote-getters, what pens were... The surprises, what pens have we never heard of? There's always something uh, every year that I've never heard of. And their definition of ball pen is important. Um, To them, it means pretty much everything but a fountain pen or like a plastic tip, like a felt tip pen, like a drawing pen, like a Sakura Pigma Micron, right? If it has a ball in the tip, it is a ball pen. It's one of those weird pen things we've discussed a million times. Um, Gel pens are technically ball points, right? Like, it's just how they are. So, I don't know how many years they've been doing this. We've covered it at least two or three times. And this is the first year that I actually saw it in time to vote on it. And um, anyone can do it. It's at okb48.net. We'll we'll put the links in the show notes for you to go check it out. And I wanted to talk about, Mike, because I was surprised um, uh, at just how this is all set up. They do... They provide the 48 pens to vote on. That's the OKB 48. 48 is the number of pens in the list. And then they will collect all the votes um, Mm. at the end, and they will put out a ranking. Um, This is interesting in that they kind of prioritize the new pens the way like it's kind of like pre-set up. Like the new pens are at the top. So what you do, it's, it's basically a Google Doc or Google Form, I should say. And you just go over there, and it lists all 48 pins on a page. And you say, what are your five picks from this list? Okay, mm-hmm. so everyone who votes gets five choices. Then you click through that, go to the next page. Then it says, tell me your one favorite of those five that you picked. All right, so let me go through some of these. I'm not going to go through all the pins, but I thought I always enjoy this because I like to see what I'm missing. This is my favorite category, right? We talk about fountain pens and like other crazy expensive pens and things like that, but this is like in general like my favorite category of pen. Basically like the $3 pen you get mm-hmm. from the store or the office supply cabinet or things like that. Now there's some expensive models in here too, but um, I just want to look at these these new pens real quick. The Acroball, the Pilot Acroball, they launched a 0.3 millimeter, which I do not have yet. It's actually available at Jet Pens. I need to put some in my next order. That's the pen. That's the Jetstream competitor, right? It's the hybrid um, ballpoint ink that's smoother, darker. And I've always thought the Acroball was 
pretty equal to the jet stream except in marketing, right? Pilot does not push this pin despite it being an excellent pin. And I always wish them to to do more with that. Mm. The Secura ball sign gel pen is one that I do have. And I noticed it last week when I was going through some of my pens here. I have it. I have one and I picked it up, used it, and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. So I have a feeling this one might do pretty good in, in the reviews and the rankings. One of the new pens, Mike, is a zebra <laughs> pen that I've never seen before. And this is through Google Translate, right? So there, you get some enjoyable um, translations when we're translating from Japanese to English. The headline of this pen, they do full product descriptions and everything about, um, about each pen that's in the list. This one says, the guy with a shining nib is back. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you even talking about? But it, it's, it's, it's literal. There is a light. It's the guy. There, there's a the light on the tip of the pen. Mm-hmm. Equipped with an LED light on the pen tip. Like, I've, we've all seen, what? like, pens. We've, we've seen pens like these, usually, like, gimmicky, right? But this is Zebra with <laughs> a light, uh, a pen with a, a light on the tip. So that's an interesting one. Then you go down. They have the... Um, the Tombow Monograph Light, which is a favorite of mine. It's a .38 ballpoint. They have the Zebra Sarasa R, which is the new pigmented ink from Zebra. They have the Uni 1, which is the same, right? These are the new pens that launched in, in the list. And then a funny one, which, I, which is is strange to me, the, Chris, the Big Crystal. Crystal Original 5.8. Yeah. This is the old... This is, I guess, is a everything old is new again thing. They relaunched this pen, um, and I think might have already oh. discontinued it. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so what I think what they did was they launched and discontinued a product and then replaced it with Crystal Original. Okay. So it's basically an orange transparent bit crystal, which is great. Like, I mean, that's a great pen. I'm just surprised yeah. that, hey, this is on the the new pens list. So that that's the new pen. Yeah, that's funny. Like the yeah. pen is on the new pen list. <laughs> the what like it even says in there launched in 1951. I'm like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> How is this new?" Then they break down uh, again, these are f- like full descriptions for all of these products. They have the oily section mic, which is your traditional ballpoint inks, right? You know, you have your your Acroballs. They have some of the pressurized uh pens in here like the Tombow Air Press. They have a really strange zebra Kado, I believe, a K-A-D-O, with, it's like the Monteverde pen with the ruler on the side of it, right? It's got like, you know, right. the, the the measurements on the side of it, which I find strange, you know. They have the Jetstream Edge, very popular, but then they have like the Parker Jotter. Um, I'm surprised that's not on the new list, Mike. The the Parker Jotter should be uh, a, <laughs> brand a new, new pen. There. <laughs> Born in 1954, it is mm-hmm. still evolving. Is it though? Is it though? <laughs> OKB. <laughs> I mean, you can say it if you like. <laughs> Sounds like something I would say. So, you know, uh, again, like the power tank. I didn't even know uh, Uni still made the power tank, which is their portable pressurized ballpoint pen that a lot of people did like. Um, last year's surprise pin to me, the Zebra Blend, which um, again, I think was like a, I don't know, it was a different kind of ink formulation. Like I didn't necessarily get it as like a great pin, but I think in last year's list, it finished 
definitely in the top five. It might have been like number two. Um, so is this that the was one a, that Google Translate calls wet knee? Uh, I don't know. No, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have never seen that por- pen before. Which I so there is a zebra uh, pen that they translate as wet knee. Oh, it's like W E T space K N E E is how it's translated, but written on the pen is W E T N I E. Okay, W E T N I E. What this is. It looks like the mega upgraded version of what we have in the U.S. as the Zebra F series, right? The 401, and it's a this is a wider, cooler looking metal barrel plastic grip, me, uh, Zebra 401. <laughs> That's what a lot of people are familiar with. But this one's <laughs> orange. I want this one. A couple one. of pens translated to the Zebra Slurry, which I, yeah is. A <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sounds so yeah. good. <laughs> I wonder if that's man. their emulsion. That's their emulsion ink. Um, they they actually again written on the pen is Surari S U R A, but it says slurry. Yeah, that's the translation. <laughs> that's great, man. It is the emulsion ink. It is the emulsion ink. Yeah. Then we flip over to the the gel page. They have you know the classics, the inner gels, the zebra sarasas, the pilot high tech C, the pilot juice up, pilot friction. Um. You know all of these, all the all the regular stuff you would expect. There's no no surprises in here. Signo RT1, Signo 307, Signo DX, like mm-hmm. uh, nothing new or honestly interesting in here. Just the the good classic stuff. These are the ones that they're never going to win anymore because yep. people do tend to vote for the new ones. But these are always like end up in the top ten just this because is they're classically good. The most boring looking. Yeah. category that like these pens yeah. there's not a lot of design going on in the gel category and that's what i've seen in these last results that's why the like the zebra blend uh last year i think it just was a little bit different design right yeah. it's like oh zebra but different <laughs> and so yeah. therefore it beat the zebra Sarasic clip even though i would never say that that's a better pen than the zebra Sarasic clip and then the last one, which is almost like a throwaway category, to be honest, it's called the Aqueous. It's the rollerball, right? It's the liquid ink, um, liquid ink category. And there's no, there's nothing interesting in here except like the Pilot V ball always does generally yep. well. Kind of feels um, like all of the fun is in the oily category. It it's interesting that you say that, right? Like, where does the innovation come from? And the innovation we saw in the past year or a little bit more than a year in the gel ink category were these highly pigmented saturated inks, the Uni 1 and the Zebra Sarasa R, but they weren't that compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Like they were fine, but like it was not, I just, I'll stick with the regular pens. Like what you're selling me isn't really getting there. But then in the, in the ballpoints, what happens is you're allowed to have a much wider range of options for mm-hmm. the refill. So companies are building different things, like be it a pressurized barrel or a rough and tough barrel, like the they call the the zebra wet knee, um, <laughs> or <laughs> or the ultra micro tips, like in the Jetstream Edge and the Tombow, yeah, or the classics like the Parker Jotter. There's no range like this in the gel pink category and we'll find uh in the past i want to say Jetstream, like this classic Jetstream sport one last year like the standard Jetstream. i want to i'd have to look back i think it was like number one and the blend was number two like those are the type of pens that end up winning and then all of this other stuff kind of just kind of lumps together in the middle but the yeah. interesting thing in the rollerball 
it's kind of an outlier. The Lamy Safari Rollerball just appears out of thin air, and it's it's been in there for a couple of years now, and it always finishes like in the top, you know, ten or fifteen pins, and the, that's always surprised me. The better looking of in oh, the yeah. entire competition, great. I think that that really helps it. Yeah, but the gel pin category, I it's almost like the manufacturers think that they like. This is their most popular category, probably outside of maybe the ball points, just from a bulk purchasing perspective. Yeah, but they're like, we're covered here. People love these pins. Let's just leave them alone, right? Yeah. Where they play around with some of the, the the ballpoint pins, it seems. So, since I got to vote, Mike, I get to pick five pins this year. The first time I've ever voted. I want to I want to give you my five choices. Okay. In in no particular order. Then I'll give you my top choice okay. at the end. So I picked the Tombow Mono Graph Lite, and I have links to some reviews of mine at the Pen Attic for, for some of these pens. Some are newer, some are older. Tombow Mono Graph Lite was a new one this year that was in the new category, and I find it to be just an excellent, ultra-fine ballpoint pen. It's a needle tip. It's a great barrel. It's a classic Tombow design. They have the the classic Tombow flag design, which is my preference, or they have like standard, like almost kind of like metallic barrels, like lime green and blue and pink and things like that. It's just a, I was impressed by that pen. It's a great pen. Mitsubishi Uni Jetstream Edge. So I picked the Edge model over the standard model because I like the needle tip design. I like the ultra fine. I like the barrel, um, the barrel clip. The one downfall with that is the refill is much smaller than a traditional Jetstream. So I have a feeling like, in when we see the results in January, like the traditional jet stream still gonna like should be ahead of this, but we'll see. The Pentel Energel Euro has been around for a few years. It's a one of those extremely underrated pens that I constantly praise, but that Pentel has never expanded on. They launched it. It's a great uh capped Energel with a needle tip at 0.35 millimeters. It's absolutely fantastic. One of the great pens. And they launched it years ago. I'd have to see and see what my review was. It's got to be three, four, five years, if not more. And then it, that's it. Like I, That's one I would like them to lean into more and do some different things with because I think they, they did such a good job with that design. And it's obviously still very popular in Japan because it keeps making this list and rates pretty highly. Mm. Um, and then like in, in other markets, it's non-existent, right? The fourth one I picked was the Zebra Sarasa Clip. I think that's just a classic all-around great gel pen, along with the Uniball Signo DX. So, like, I, I could have picked, like, I would have liked to have picked about ten pens, but um, the the Signo DX and Sarasa Clip are just those great classics that never do me wrong, and I think are just like universally loved. So, those were my primary picks. My winner, I don't. So, the one thing I didn't see. When I was surprised when, okay, go to the next page, pick your one out of the five. I was trying to see if they weighted that pick differently, right? So what's the point of me picking the single one? Are they weighing that in the calculus differently? Or is there some tiebreaker thing? That's what I didn't get to see. So I don't know if that particular page on the forum does it get flagged differently and gets two points instead of one point like these other ones? So who knows? So I picked the Mitsubishi Uni Jetstream Edge. I think this is just in this type of list, I want to see a pin like that win. And I think last year I looked it up. I think last year was 11th 
um, because it, it's, it was a new pin last year. I think last year it was 11th. I'm not sure, which is higher than I thought it would be, to be perfectly honest, right? This is a weird pen. Yeah, it's very it expensive. Cool, oh, it's awesome, but it's $15 compared right, to like right. two, $2 for the regular Jetstream. But I think for a list like this, I think it's that's like a good choice, right? It's not going to ever make like my top, it's probably not going to be like a top five anything for, you know, my recommendations. But for a list of what I think is interesting, useful, high quality, you know, kind of pushes the boundaries a little bit, like that gets my vote, right? It's never going to be the Signo DX, even though that pen will get recommended by me number one almost more than anything, right? But I don't think it should be at the top of this list. I think something like the Jetstream Edge gets some extra bump just for the uniqueness of it. Um, the design, it's a little bit, it's a risky pen for them to make at the price point that it is. Um, and it does have a flaw in it with the refill that they use being very, very small. But overall, I think this is the kind of pen I want to see, uh, win a thing like this. So I'll be interested to see, I, I could see it being higher than last year. I don't know if it will win because, you know, the, the, the regular gels, the jet stream, the blend, the ones that were at the top five last year, they're probably gonna stay in that range just because that's the categories mm. that are the most popular for the people who are, you know, voting in this. But, uh, yeah, I would like to see something like the jet stream edge. If the jet stream edge finishes top three, I think that would be huge, huge for that pen. I, I think it's really, really good. So we'll see. I, I love, this stuff, again, the, like, this is my favorite type of thing to break down more so than like fountain pens because fountain pens are a little bit more infinite than this. And, you know, you look at, hey, this is a list of 48 and Brad could rattle on about all 48 of these pens forever. But there are some limitations and and some kind of fixed d d designs where like a single fountain pen can have all different nib sizes and what ink are you putting in it and have all these variables that make it infinite Whereas this is a little bit more fixed and I enjoy picking these things apart because again, these are the types of pens that got the, the pen attic blog started and I still probably use the most and mm. love the most despite me having all these crazy fountain pens. So yeah, I, I love this and I'll be looking forward to the results in January. I feel like I never have any prediction as to which pen is going to win this list because I will say like a lot of this is completely out of my uh experience anyway you mm -hmm, know like mm -hmm. these pens but also it's always just a surprise to me like because again like i just don't even know some of these pens like neither yeah, of us that, do right yeah that's what happened last year with the zebra blend when we yeah. talked about it i yeah. was like i i have no idea what this is because at the time it hadn't yep. really made it into the u.s and i had multiple listeners say hey i'm in japan let me send you some and they did right like so mm -hmm. i ended up getting some blends just mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know what this is how is this the number two pen on this on this list how was it voted the number two pin on this list and i it's never even crossed my mind which you know is another reason why i love doing this right because we get to learn so much about you know what's what's popular in in other areas of the world and try to understand like some of the products and some of the marketing and i just i'm endlessly fascinated by um this list and especially the results which we will certainly dig apart once they uh once they come come out, um, I'm sure I will be surprised um, probably by everything but number one. We'll see. If the blend is number one, I will be surprised. 
but if like the jet stream is number one or you know one of the one of the signos or the sarasa that wouldn't be a surprise but anything else we'll see this episode is brought to you by hello who make incredibly comfortable buckwheat pillows these are super different to your regular fluffy pillow, but they are really incredible because of the support that they give to your head and neck. When you sleep on a hollow pillow, it's not going to collapse under the weight of your head like a traditional pillow, and it also stays cool and dry compared to feather or foam. Buckwheat breathes better, so it's not going to get all warm and humid. You don't have to do that thing where you flip to the cool side of the pillow because of hollow, they always stay cool. And because it's like a filling, like a you know the buckwheat is like a little filling instead. It's 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 kind of like a kind of beans in a bean bag kind of thing is the easiest way I could describe it, but also not like that. Uh, yeah. But you can you can add and remove the filling, the buckwheat holes, to suit your needs, so you can make the pillow the right size for you. Now, like look, we spend so much time sleeping, right? And you want it to be a comfortable experience because then the next day when you wake up, you don't want to be like, oh man, my neck, right? That is what I get from sleeping on a hollow pillow. I've slept on a hollow pillow for like three years now or something like that. Um, and if I'm ever staying at a hotel, or some, you know, they have regular pillows there. And I don't feel as comfortable when I wake up in the morning as I do when I'm on my hollow pillow because I get the support, but without it being a bad experience. You know, like I tried before some supportive pillows and it's like sleeping on a brick and you know, and that's not what you get with hollow. It's still like movable. It still has comfort to it, but also gives you the support that you want. Hollow pillows are made in the USA with quality construction and materials. The certified organic cotton case is cut and sewn for durability, and the buckwheat is grown and milled in the US as well. Like you should be try- curious to try one of these out, and you really should. You can sleep on it for sixty nights, and if it isn't right for you, you can send it back to Hollow, and you'll get a full refund. Just go to hollowpillow.com/penaddict and get your own buckwheat pillow today. That's h-u-l-l-o-p-i-l-l-o-w.com/penaddict. If you buy one in one, they have a special discount of up to twenty dollars off, depending on the size that you opt for. They have fast free shipping with every order. One percent of all profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. So give it a go. If you love it, keep it. If you don't just send it back once again hollowpillow.com slash pen addict our thanks to hollow for the support of this show and relay fm you know how your you know products are good mike is oh. when you when you miss them when you don't yes. get to use them and yes. this is one of those products for me i yes. i cannot i honestly can't believe it i didn't think that this would be a thing for me and now it's it's like i'm addicted to it like if mm-hmm. i if i have to sleep without it i all I do is think about sleeping with it. It's a mm-hmm. real problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I should get back to pins before I, I really go down down the, the deep end and into the hollow pillow. So I saw the Lamy Special Edition Safari in white pop up um, across all the retailers here in the U.S. I'm sure it's worldwide. I don't even know. Um, And yeah, like that's that's my thoughts on this. It's like, I couldn't order it fast enough because I'm a Lamy Safari lover. I love the glossy white with the red clip, and it has an extra red ring around the barrel instead of their normal ceiling ring, which is black. But I don't know why this pen exists. (laughs) And these are the kind of things that bug me a little bit. Hey, Lamy Safari Special Edition, go. Okay, tell me why. What's what's the story here? Is it just like a classic cool thing that you know you've done 
you know, like the Lamy Joy with a white barrel and a red clip and before and people are, are, you know, hammering you wanting the that treatment in the safari. Cool. Tell like tell me that. Like this is not a unique color or design in the history of the safari, right? Except that they added the red ring, you know, the the roach ring, if you will, in where the barrel unscrews. So why does this exist? So I started poking around. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Lamy, you know, the, the mothership page and okay. Can they tell me why this pen exists? No, it it doesn't exist there. So I went through all of the retailers in the U S I was like, Hey, maybe they got some copy from Lamy on, on why this pen exists. And it was random, like several, of the company, several retailers are shipping this with a bottle of Lamy Vibrant Pink ink. Okay, but not everyone. That's a fun pairing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And then some sites list it as a portion of the proceeds are going to breast cancer awareness um, funds because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But not all sites have this copy, right? And some aren't giving the ink away with the purchase at all and it's like this the inconsistent thing and this is like why do i care about this like i i honestly i don't but these are the questions i ask when i see special edition like tell me tell me what are we doing here i i would just like to know like it doesn't affect what i think about the pen like i instant this was an insta buy for me right but like i'm one company has free ink with purchase one doesn't one says a portion of the proceeds go to breast cancer charities. Uh, others don't. And like, I'm trying to, is this a Lamy USA program that's doing this? Is It's just this inconsistency in marketing that it, as someone who, like me, who wants to be able to tell you why, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, so I'm just going to take this as a cool pen, and mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to enjoy the pen for what it is, and I'm going to stop caring where it came from or why it exists. <laughs> but it just bugs me. I'm trying to find like a press release or something. Yeah. I can't L- find anything. Yeah. like And like literally every site that I went to, all the major retailers all have different copy and different statements on you know what comes with the pen or things like that like you just go from site to site to site and they all say something different about what this pen is other than really why it's special (laughs) but i don't care i got a new lamy safari i will use it instantly when i get it back probably with not the vibrant pink ink like i'll save that for like valentine's day or something um in this combo i'll use it i'll use the pink ink in a different pen um, okay. than this pen even though I do think I'm with you it, it is a good pairing but I I will use a darker ink with this pen and use the pink ink in a different pen like a green pen or a purple pen or something like that that's kind of more of my pink inky pens so anyway I just wanted to bring that out because I don't ask me why it exists but if you like it you should buy it I did I think I would be more excited if the red was pink too oh man I don't know why Right, yeah. like if we're gonna do this, that again. Well, but here's the thing: see, you're gonna we're make me start up again, it. Mike. <laughs> you're gonna make me do it all over again. <laughs> if we're gonna do this, right? If we're gonna do Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I don't know. It almost feels. It almost feels again. like I don't believe this has happened, but it almost feels like a bunch of retailers have just gone rogue. 
<laughs> well, they had to get the pen from somewhere, and yeah. those pens usually come with c- copy, right? Usually come with sales marketing copy, and <laughs> apparently not this time. <laughs> is the U.S. Lamy distributor the same as the Kaveco <laughs> distributor because they're a mess? I don't know if they are or not, but <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me because it's just weird. It's just weird. So who knows? All right. Um, speaking of other things I bought, Mike, we've talked about this pen years ago, the rind pen. We talked about it because it's this big bulky pen with the oddest, wildest clip on here that is a design decision, right? It is a love-hate decision with this clip, and I love that type of idea, mm-hmm. right? Where you're making a decision in your design process to say this is what we're going to do and here's why we're going to do it it's okay if you don't like it um you know like that's cool but here's what we're doing and why we're doing it and that's what the the ryan pin originally launched behind so now they've come around with a second kickstarter which i just backed for a more compact version of the big original pen. So the original rind was a large pen with a large clip and it fit the Pilot G2 refill. So they've actually shortened the pen, mm-hmm. narrowed it up and made it to pit, fit the Parker style refills, right? It's kind of like the path of uh, a lot of Kickstarters go, hey, make the big pen. What refill does it have before? Uh, Pilot G2. Pilot G2, okay. So the full length gel refill, right? It requires a longer barrel and they made it a bigger diameter. And it was a, a, like, I think a lot of people liked it, but it was really like limiting in audience just because of the size of the pen. It was a big honking pen. Like, and it fit the clip, right? So now they've modified it, kept the clip design the same, but kind of shrunk everything down into a more compact package. And I think it's just a killer design. Like, I totally ordered this um, with the clip. So it's funny, they have two. It's funny that Very in the compact distinct. pen, the clip is even more prominent, right? Because the clip didn't change, it seems like. They're using the same clip, right? Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. And this clip is so fun to play with. It is huh. heavy duty. Mm. Like, it snapped, it's got a snapback to it, right? Like, it's not just a, uh, um immovable clip, like a static clip, I should say, right? right? right. It's almost like spring-loaded, like it snaps back, which I love. It can attach to anything. But what's funny with this with this campaign, and they sent me the prototypes of these probably like a year ago, and I think they probably just got held up, you know, with COVID and, and things like that to, to launch the project. But there's two separate pins on this. They made a clipless pin for people who liked the design and didn't want the clip, and then they changed, like, the grip section a little bit. And both of these pins are, like, a twist mechanism that they go into the the design about. But anyway, I just wanted to bring this up because I I like this pen. I I ordered this pen, and I like products that take a stand on, like, a certain feature, even if it's something as simple as a clip, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a good conversation to have and then also like a really really great pin on top of it it's very very cool i like this one a lot so i really recommend people go and watch the video for the kickstarter because it's very cute and very well done nice i think it's they use like it's stop motion um and it's like the kind of stop motion where you can tell it's stop motion which i enjoy it's like an artistic decision (laughs) or it could be an artistic decision i don't know um but it's also like just some really good shots that they've done, like very artistic shots that they're also yep. still using stop motion for. 
And it's very funny too. So and it's a very <laughs> very cute little video. It's, it's a cool compendium. I, I would say I'm I'm more into the design of the slim one with the twisty. Yeah, that I would looks, like to see. When we get to the end, like it lists the number of backers, I would wager the Slim gets more, but I don't know. I don't know if it will or not. I'm I'm curious because like the original Rhine backers, you you only had the option of the big pin with the big clip, right? So if you're coming back, are you going to stick with that or are you going to change into like a different pin from what you are used to with your original Ryan pin. So I'll be interested to see what the numbers are when it uh, gets to the end of the, of the campaign. So what it, how it shakes out as far as what was the most popular. So there you go. Oh, also the, the slim one um, comes in more colors and actually has a titanium barrel option, which that was actually tempting Mm. to me, but I think I'm going to go with all black, black on black clip because I think my last one's black and silver. So there you go. If it was titanium, I'd probably buy it, but that would be like $200. So anyway. All right. Cool pen. I dig it. All right. Let's take our second break talking about cool pens uh, and tell you again about the wonderful collaboration between Estabrook and Accutron. They have joined forces to produce a new pen collection that commemorates both brands. It is the Accutron by Estabrook. These brands have such a rich history, and they have both successfully represented what's been beloved about the past with great possibilities of the future as well. And so the SD Accutron is a collaboration that is literally history in the making. The SD is made from a proprietary diamond cast formula in Accutron green blended with gold and diamond dust. Gold-plated trims accentuate this limited edition collection, which delivers in luxury as much as it delivers in an exemplary writing experience. I mean, I can attest to this from my own SD, which is a, a real just joy to use. Uh, I, I love the shape, the size, and the nib is fantastic as well. It really is awesome. And there is some special stuff here too. 100 pieces of this collection are offered in the SD Oversize with 18 karat gold nibs coveted for their exceptional performance. They're making their debut to Estabrook with this model with the Accutron Tuning Fork logo engraved on the nib. The SD Accutron is also available in limited production traditional fountain pen size with a gold-plated nib and engraved logo in a full range of nib sizes. Every pen is equipped with a cushion cap closure to provide a secondary seal to ensure an easy start every time, which is also a really good feature. Plus, nibs specially manufactured for Estabrook by German maker Yowo and can be inked with any international cartridge or a converter as well. The SD Accutron is also offered as a limited production rollable too, if you're more interested in that than a fountain pen. So go now to accutronwatch.com slash collections and choose partnership items on the website there. You can check out the SD Accutron and use the code PENADDICT20 for 20% off. That's accutronwatch.com slash collections. Choose partnership items from the navigation or just click the link in the show notes. And don't forget to use the code PENADDICT20 for 20% off. Our thanks to Estabrook and Accutron for their support of this show and Relay FM. You know, Mike, we were talking pre-show that we haven't bought any pens in a while, right? And, like, uh, we're just saying, you know, am I in the market? Am I not in the market? What's interesting to me right now? And I think about this pen in that context because I started seeing some in-the-wild pictures of these. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, as great as these you know, stock photos are of the the really great photos of what the Estabrook Accutron collab looks like. Some of the action shots of people having these pens made me 
like do a double take and say like, wow, that is, mm. it's even better than I thought. And these pictures are great. Right. So sometimes it's the, the context helps too. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So I, I have enjoyed uh, checking these out. So one to look at. All right, Mike, a little something different today. You ready? Sure am. I mean, you weren't because I just typed it all like right before we started. And well, you then you didn't, up the you didn't document. allow me to be ready. <laughs> I didn't allow you to be ready. But I want to talk about NaNoWriMo, which we have discussed in the past. We talk about it on the Pinnacle blog. But I, I want to talk about why this year. So if you're not familiar with NaNoWriMo, starting uh, November 1st, it's National Novel Writing Month. I love watching what happens during nano rhino in our community and with people i follow um because just the idea of this is fascinating right like we always have we have I, every month has a month right right <laughs> every month has their monthly thing do this you know the inktobers or the the inko rhino the writing of letters and like in every other you know, hobby, there's always going to be something to just kind of promote and be a part of and participate in. But this one blows my mind the most um, because the goal for NaNoWriMo is to write 50,000 words, generally started as a, a new novel, right? So it's, there's a lot of educational value to what NaNoWriMo does, right? You go to NaNoWriMo.org, you can see that they have this in a lot of school systems and, you know, teaching kids how to, you know, plan and write and think and commit to this project. So 50,000 words over the month of November, generally for a new novel is is the idea, you know, the base idea. So that means, Mike, you have to write, you particularly, have to write about 1,666 words per Why day. Why me? Because you, uh, you're going to do this. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're not going to do Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, Mike ain't got no time for this. I love it. You, no. you, I like that you you, 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 pulled, you, you edited yourself there. You were going to yeah. say, there's no way you would do this or could do yeah. this. Psh, no way. No I'd way. I'd love the idea of it, you know? Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get, I'll get that one novel out of me, like like I mm. love so many people, which is kind of, I think, the mm-hmm. reason that NaNoWriMo exists. Yeah. Kind of, you know, everybody has that book in them, right, or thinks that they do, and, and this gives them a way to, I don't know, get it out there. Yeah, and there's, a, for lack of a better term, there's some crowd pressure in there, right? Mm-hmm. So people participate in this and share their progress, many of them daily, say, hey, I did 820 words today, right? And my 820 words today, and I've done, you know, 13,423 so far this month, right? And people are sharing these goals and they're tracking them every day and it helps other people kind of like see where they are with it and it helps push them a little bit. And I, th- I think it's cool because this is like, this is aggressive, right? This is this is a no joke um, kind of commitment mm-hmm. to to get this and it's a big deal when when you hit it um but i i also i think it's a little bit you know more than just like writing your next novel um it's cool for our community because we get to use a lot of our stuff right so sarah who writes for the pentax she's wrote written uh, a couple of books um that i love and she uses NaNoWriMo and she's written a couple of posts on the blog to kind of kick off some of her ideas or complete stories or finish novels mm-hmm. and she talks about how she does NaNoWriMo she talks about the tools she uses for NaNoWriMo and she's there's a couple of articles I linked uh, in the show notes y'all can check that out and what's different about our community is most of 
the outsiders are using digital means to to write their novels, right? Their computers, right? They're using their word processors Definitely and their computers. the easiest way to do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And plus, it counts the words for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Sarah, Sarah actually writes about how she counts her handwritten stuff. So that's in one of the posts there. So y'all go check that out. Um, maybe I, I've heard of people doing it by typewriter, right? That seems like torture, but it's a fun commitment, right? If you're into that, it's fun. But in our community, paper and pens, right? You know, or pencils. So if you're not a writer, can you participate in this? And I'm here to say yes. I couldn't write a fiction story. I couldn't write a one-page fiction story if my life depended on it. There's just no way. Like, that's not in my head. There's nothing I can bring out of my brain that would work from, like, a fiction perspective. It's never been my thing. But if I want to use the things that I use on a daily basis and maybe not use enough of being my pens and pencils and notebooks, all my tools, what can I do? So we were talking about this on Twitch. Like if you wanted to participate, but you're not necessarily, you don't consider yourself a writer, but you want to try to hit this 50,000 word mark, what can you do to get there? And a lot of people are saying, just pick out a favorite book of yours and copy it, right? That's apparently a thing on YouTube right now. That some people are doing that. Um, Wait, I'm following what you, a. What does that mean? So, you do you have a favorite book? I don't know if you do, but a lot of people. I actually don't think I do. A lot of people's favorite book is Lord of the Rings. So I'm following someone on Twitch right now who just started transcribing Lord of the Rings. Oh, so it's like literal copy, copy. Literal copying it, but you have to commit to like those word counts and using your pens and paper and trying to copy the book. You know, they're not trying to do Lord of the Rings in during NaNoWriMo, right? It's like a thousand page book, right? So I don't know any, I don't know that anyone, even if they wanted to, could copy that in a month, right? But pick your favorite book and, and just copy it. Rewrite the text. It practices your handwriting. You know, focus on like working on things on handwriting. Pick out new pens and new inks you haven't used in a while. Find a notebook that you haven't, that you haven't cracked open yet and fill it up. Right, a lot of people who do this, they'll also sketch some of the 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 story elements in the book as they go. Right, just use it as this kind of like freedom of testing out products and practicing your handwriting. And you know, it's almost kind of like a a, a Zen moment in your head while you're just cop looking at the the text, rereading the text, and copying it down into a notebook. Like. I, I think it's really, really cool. I'm actually, and I've actually been watching people do this, so it's crazy. Um, another topic that came up was you could just pick albums from your favorite artists and transcribe all the songs. You know, could you do a, even if it's not 50,000 words, could you do a song a day from your favorite artist and just rewrite the lyrics and share it out with everyone? You know, I'm not trying to subvert what NaNoWriMo is, but what I'm trying to do is saying there's ways to participate in these things and use your use your pens and paper, which we're all looking for reasons to use our pens and paper, and participate in like a communal event. I think it's cool. One of the, my Twitch followers is taking all of the Inktober prompts. So Inktober, you have one prompt per day and you make a drawing for that prompt. Say it could be bats, right? Um you know, it could be, you know, a literal bat like the animal or it could be a baseball bat or whatever, you know, that people would draw. Well, right. they're taking yeah, those yeah. prompts. They went through Inktober with the prompts and now we're going to take the same set of prompts and tell a story from the prompt. 
right? So every day they're going to take the Inktober prompt from October 1st, go to November 1st, and instead of doing the drawing, they're going to tell a story about the prompt, right? These are simpler ways to kind of like trigger your brain, get you involved in writing, um, practice practice your handwriting, use your tools, which is very important to me. Obviously, I keep repeating myself. And I like I think these ideas are cool. Like again, I'm not like trying to like subvert NaNoWriMo, but I'm just trying to get us into the idea of like practicing, participating, and using the things, right? And this is a way to do it. So, you know, and then there's like this accountability out there as well. Like if you're doing doing this, you know, you watch other people doing it and you follow the hashtags and you see, get some ideas, you know, as you're following along to maybe you can do things differently. Oh, look how this person's, you know, taking their writing or they inserted this little sketch into their writing as they're trying to tell the story. Like, I think it's, it's cool. So the question is, Mike, am I going to do this? Am I going to participate? Mm -hmm. And I'm here today to commit. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's right. I'm scared out of my mind. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sit here and prattle off all this stuff on how to do it and not do it myself. So I'm going to commit to the NaNoWriMo time frame. I'm going to commit to copying a book. Are you going to do the copy version? You're not going to write the great American novel? I, there, I would... I would in, by day two, I would be done. I don't yeah. have... I don't have fiction stories in my brain. I, I just don't roll that way. And some people do, like Sarah, like can't stop, right? Mm-hmm. It's just endless story after story after story after story. Like I'm not wired that way. So I'm going to work on my handwriting. I'm going to use a bunch of pens. I'm going to pick out a new notebook and I'm going to transcribe a book, right? Like I could transcribe albums. I, I write album lyrics all the time, like in my reviews, which is why I'm not going to do that. Plus I think like having like an album, like, it gives you kind of an out like you can like finish a song and be done and it might only be like you know 200 words or something i want to push myself to write that level of of you know 1500 to 2000 words a day um even though it's not original words right they're not my original thoughts or ideas but i'm using the book that i might use as a tool to make other things I do better, work on my handwriting, right? figure out a pen and ink combination that works good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are you planning on using like multiple pens? Or... Oh, yeah. Okay. Like people were saying like use one pen per chapter. I will probably use, I'll probably just switch whenever I want. Maybe right? per session or maybe. Yeah, per session. Like so it, it'll be at least 30 different pens mm-hmm. and pencils, but it might even be more if I'm, you know, maybe I run out of ink when I'm not paying attention and switch to another one. But yeah, it'll um, at a at a minimum, it's going to be a daily change, uh, no right. matter how far I get. Because if I pick a book with with ten chapters, like I'm not going to write, you know, however many handwritten pages. One chapter would be thirty or forty pages in like a singular pen and nib. I, that's my goal is to use more stuff. So <sighs> I can't believe I'm publicly committing to this because I've been hemming and hawing on stream for weeks and. Every time I say I'm not going to do it, later in the day, I'm thinking, why am I not going to do it? I, I want to do it. I should do it. I'm just terrible at committing to these types of things, right? That's not that's why I never do like a 365 project or some things like that. 
or if I do do a project, I'll just say, okay, I'm going to do this project, but it's an undetermined start date and an undetermined end date. And just, yeah. I'll, I'll just do it and it'll happen. Well, this is mostly a thing that's not something I would ever do, which is a good reason to do it. But it's because I see the benefits, right? Like I see the benefits into writing in my handwriting. And even though I'm not having original ideas, which is kind of what NaNoWriMo is about, hey, write a book, right? Um, I'm still gaining the benefits that work for me. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm actually, I'm genuinely scared. Um, I haven't picked out the book that I'm going to copy nor the notebook I'm going to use. Um, like I'm sweating those things. Like I don't want to make a wrong decision to start with on day one. Mike, what do I do? So <laughs> I'm just going to have to commit by this weekend to figure out what I'm going to do and uh, stick with it. Oh, and then it's going to be go time. I'll probably stream some of it. I might have some extra streams. Like if like at hey, eight o'clock well. at night, if I have if like at eight o'clock at night, it's like, all right, I'm going to write for an hour. Um, throw on the stream and just just write and let not me. Even talk. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say though, if you're gonna do that, you got to do the writing because if you're streaming, you're gonna be streaming and then you're not gonna be focusing yeah. on the writing. Yeah. So if like, I, if there are some tasks if, like for keyboards where like you know like you got to do some like maintenance type stuff or whatever. If yeah. I do it on my own, just me, I get it done pretty quickly. If I do them when I'm streaming, it takes me forever. Like I yep. don't, I don't get it done because I'm like yeah, so focusing like, on streaming. It, if I stream the writing thing, I will have like an overlay say, "Hey, I'm writing. I'm not reading chat, but yeah. feel free to hang out well, I mean, and you chat could amongst yourselves like, or write uh, or whatever." What are they like? Study with me. Uh, yeah, like, like have the timers. Kind of, yeah, that kind of stream. Yeah. Just be like, write with me, kind of. Thing. Yep. Yep. That's the plan. So your goal really is just practice the writing, like the amount of writing. Like that's that's kind of it, right? Like that's yeah, my goal is to hit the number. But like the purpose of it. But the purpose of what I will gain from it is is twofold. One, a successful commitment, right? I will be proud right. of that, that I did it. So that's goal number one. And number two will be practicing my handwriting not and using the tools, right? I will use like, I use like several pens and, and inks and paper per day. But it might just be for like notes. Like I wanted to do some like real commitment type of writing because I I journal a little bit, but we're talking like you know a few hundred words here and there. Like I want to just get down and to writing, and um, that's the only way I'm going to do it because I I I would not have like the original thoughts to sustain myself for more than a day or two. So using this as kind of a tool to push me through to do other things I want to do, which is actually use my pens more. I, I, I'm looking forward to, to giving this a shot. And you have not picked a book? I have not. I have three that I'm considering. Okay. None of which I own on Kindle, which I think I need to have a, I think, I don't think I could do like a, I have physical copies, but I don't know that I could do like physical copy and writing. I would, I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure that out what I'm going to do. So, yeah, I have uh, a few books in mind, um, you know, trying to trying to narrow it down. And, uh, you know, e- like even if the book is like, I don't know how you tell how long 
a book is by words. Like even if it's you know going to take me longer, I would like to at least finish the book. So I'm not going to pick something like Infinite Jest or Lord of the Rings that's like thousands of pages. Like, um, see, so yeah, I'm gonna pick something more manageable. Man, I cannot wait to hear how this is going. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like, there could you're talking be a, about a flame it, right? out. <laughs> just, just talking, and just, just talking. I'm like, let me. I'm just thinking, right? Like, could I? Uh, not that I would, right? I would, there's no part of me for a second that thinks I would. Mm-hmm. But like, could could I commit the time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, because right, you've written, you know, you've written down. You said it, like 1,600, basically 1,700 words a day. You'd right. have to write. So that would take you how long? Like an hour or so to a couple yeah, so of hours, thing. maybe. I have no concept. Let's say of... it was it was ninety minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Right. I couldn't find that, and so. Like, what if you miss a day? It's then like, you oh, got to like now you got two times. Like, it's not it doesn't <laughs> go away, does it? You can't <laughs> no, just no. Especially with what you're doing. Because there is an amount that you have to hit, which is, yeah. you know, like if you're writing the books, and I imagine a lot of people, like they're writing the books and maybe they miss a day or two or whatever and they get into the end mm-hmm. and then maybe they kind of just like rush the end and like, oh, I was like 3,000 words under, but I got a book and it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have that. No, no. So like I have to have, I have a different mindset of accomplishment, right? It's an accomplishment thing. Right. So my mindset has to be like, what am I trying to accomplish? Because in the end, I'm not going to have a a first draft of Mm -hmm. a novel. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge for me. And that's what I've been thinking about. And I the reason why I'm finally committing to this is I can't stop thinking about it. Right. I can't stop thinking about it, even though like I'm not built for this. (laughs) Like this is not my thing. Right. This is like I'm 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 not your. uh your your um daily daily commitment guy like that's generally not my thing because my days are not structured <laughs> so i can fit this in like equally every day so i'm going to figure out how to do it well i look forward to us checking back in on it as november rolls around yeah november 2nd's going to be a big day <laughs> <laughs> are we done already brad the horrible mistake you've made <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of the pen addict and thank you to hello and sd Bacatron for their support of this episode if you want to find brad online you can go to penaddict.com spokedesign.com you can find brad streaming over at twitch.tv slash pen addict he streams uh 10 a.m eastern tuesdays and thursdays on wednesdays after we record and then i guess throughout the month of november maybe a little bit more than that you can find brad <laughs> pen addict on instagram uh, Dowdyism on Twitter, Brad on micro.blog. I am I Mike, I M Y K E, and you can find uh, some products that I work on over at cortexmerch.com. We'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Go Braves. <laughs>